Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here, Steelers Blitz on a Monday. Who better to join us as we continue to break down yesterday's uh, Steelers-Ravens game at Acrisure Stadium. He is here. He is there. He's everywhere. The hardest working man in showbiz. It's mm-hmm, our buddy mm-hmm. Chris Carter, one-third one of the Migos, of course, of the Locked on Steelers podcast, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, uh, WPXI, a regular here on SNRCC. What's up, buddy? What's up, fellas? How we doing on a Monday? We I. I mean, we living. Wes tried to sell me on it being a victory Monday because he's talking about the Bills one, so I guess that's cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. He hit me with that. I was like, nah, Dang, that don't Wes. count today. Noted, noted, he, he noted, Bill, that, noted Bills fan, Wes Euler. Yeah, what can I say? He did. He, he, Chris, <laughs> CC, this is literally how he set the tone. He was like, man, you know, I ain't even tripping today. I was like, why? He was like, man, this is all good. He was like, first off, you know, the Bills won, so shout out to you for that. And then he was like, we, you know, as long as we lose, we get better draft positioning. So I'm sitting here like, man. <laughs> Better draft position. I'm like, bro, why are you going there already? And then it hit me. I was like, I know somebody that's going to know where we pick at because I'm not smart like that. I don't know our draft positioning, but I know that you might know that over there. So, CC, could, could you could you educate me, please? Because I don't know where Wes was trying to go with this this morning, man. But he was trying to talk to me about the Bills winning and us moving up in the draft or something cool like that. So, help me out, please. Well, well, no. So the thing is, the Steelers will go to the right now currently possess the 13th overall pick in the NFL draft, and they're about to play the Carolina Panthers, who have the ninth overall Uh-oh. pick in the draft oh. right now. Uh-oh. So we have some <laughs> Did you guys? You guys? You guys? You guys texted about that this morning, didn't you? Literally, literally two minutes ago, Wes, I was like, "Yo, yo, ask me this question. Ask me this question." I could not pass up an opportunity. No, hey, listen. We, we listen. all needed some laughter today. We, yeah, we needed did. this. We did. We did. No, we it, it certainly did. That was it a good was one. That was a good one by you two. I would want to keep talking about football season if I was Chris Carter too and not the basketball team that he covers as well down there in, in Oakland. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. I absolutely get it. He's taking it personal. Right, no, 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 go, ahead. go ahead, Mr. Jokey. Right, you got this interview. Right, I'm just going to go get a cup of coffee and hit the bathroom. All right, you got the rest of this. Don't you do that. Don't you do that. You know we love you up here, man. You know we love you. 
If it was, oh, we got him. Good job. <laughs> if it was Chris's way, I mean, what we'd take? We'd take. Uh, I don't know. We'd take Jordan Addison there early on, maybe. All <laughs> pit players. We'll take. Uh, yep. We'll take. Uh, what's actually, Chris? What's actually, the de- what's the defensive actually, lineman's got, name? Got, oh yeah, they got the the. the I think lot, what's the defensive lineman's name? He only doesn't know the name of Kalijah Cansey, mm. who just became Kalijah Cansey. Kalijah. Mm. Jordan Say Addison's a little bit one. easier to remember mm. than Kalijah Cansey. All right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's all good though. We'll, we'll hire we'll hire Lewis we'll thing. hire Lewis Riddick. All right, <laughs> we'll just we'll make it a full Panther party. Hey, sounds good to me. There it is. <laughs> Chris Chris would have some some nice access in that case. I tell you. <laughs> Chris, Chris, what's all right? Listen, everyone in our Twitter mentions have been playing the blame game. I'm sure as you can imagine on this Monday, that's how it goes when when you lose. Yeah. I think, but particularly a game like that. So we know the answer is is obviously all the above. You win as a team, you lose yeah. as a team. It's never just because of one person or one play that you lose a game that plays out over the course of 60 minutes. But three interceptions, a defense that just couldn't stop the run, even though they knew it was coming, a, uh, a special teams performance that wasn't great. You had a blocked field goal. You had a 17-yard punt in there with a bad snap. In your mind, what is kind of at the forefront here on a Monday? What was the biggest detriment to the Steelers' efforts yesterday? I mean, I really think that the way that they play, they needed to stop the run, just one of those drives. And and listen, like, I think it's a 1A1B situation because, uh, because uh, Mitch Trubisky cannot throw some of those interceptions, you know, the, he even, he even talked about it. You know, some people were trying to say, well, you know, maybe Steven Sims ran a wrong route and that brought a linebacker into a space. He shouldn't have been. And, and Mr. Risky said, no, it was that Pat Frymer got chipped off the line and it took him a little bit longer to get to his spot. And I should have switched off of him as a read because then, you know, the, that progression was ruined. And if he checks it down to Steven Sims on that play, he might get some yards and get away from Roquan Smith who was behind him in coverage. So, uh, you know, I, I think it, there's some equal share there. But, you know, the defensive front, you know, the Steelers were hoping this defensive front could be better this year. And they have been better. I mean, they were the worst team in the NFL at stopping the run last year. Uh, but, you know, and, and there were times they looked like they were a good run defense this year. But I think we've seen with T.J. Watt's injury, he's still not 100%, maybe not even 80% at this point um, with how he's been playing. Uh, you also have, you know, I think Cam Hayward, you're seeing that, you know, he's still a very good defensive lineman, but he's not the guy that's like the next best defensive lineman in the NFL behind Aaron Donald anymore. Um, you know, again, still very good, still like Pro Bowl worthy type of dude. Uh, but, you know, he was all, he was, you know, all pro, first team all pro level for quite some time. And I think that we're starting to see the mortality of him there. And, and I think Larry Ogunjobi is a good addition, but they just need more answers up front. And, especially when you're rotating guys in. You saw Chris Wormley get hurt. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk hasn't looked great. Um, DeMarvin now sort of figuring things out, coming back from his injury. Uh, you know, they still need answers up front. And I think it shows they need to invest up there, um, you know, to, to be the defense that they want to be. Uh, and, and, I mean, I don't mean just invest as far as just go go sign guys for agency. I mean, draft guys that will be part of the future. So, I mean, I think you could put the run defense there, but they also gave up 16 points in, when you put 16 points in the NFL game, you're supposed to win those games. And, you know, three interceptions and the block goal, like you said, it's just a mix of the worst storm that just caused all the problems for the Steelers. 
Yeah, man, I would definitely agree with that. Um, that's really good context. I like that right there. But um, I did want to ask you, what were your thoughts on just the game that Matt Canada called on from an offense perspective? We obviously know that he's been a guy that's been under criticism throughout this season. But, uh, yeah, what did you think of what he was able to do yesterday with just the game plan? I thought the game plan made sense. I mean, the problem wasn't the play calls. And I've, how many times have I said that this year where I'm like, these guys were open. And I think the difference is, is that, this time, Steelers fans were able to see that a little bit more because they saw the open guy that Canada was trying to get Trubisky was trying to get it to, and he just missed on occasions or just didn't uh, you know take a didn't you know come off of his read or stay and he stayed stared down at guys too much, you know. And two of those interceptions came from throwing over the middle. What happened in those passes? In those passes, the Ravens locked onto his eyes because he kept staring down one receiver. And when you stare down one receiver over the middle. That's how you get intercepted by good intercepting teams, which the Ravens have been all year. So I think it was good that Mitch Trubisky was aggressive, but I think it kind of highlighted those middle-of-the-field options have been there all year long. But it's clear. I, I think this kind of paints the picture that Mitch Trubisky was trying to do everything he could just to protect the football early in the season mm. so that he didn't lose his job. And I think that that was something that he was trying to do then, and, and that's why I think you saw him avoid – the middle part of the field because he knew that those would be riskier because he would he would lock onto his guys so much and that is a, an assumption by me I'm not saying that he said that I'm not saying that's definitely that's just me looking at the tape from those games and saying this is why I think I'm putting two and two together and just saying this is why I think that this is the case um, but you know I, again I think the game plans haven't been as big of, of a detriment as people have made it out to be all season I think there's been plenty of plays to be made for the Steelers there's certainly been some questionable moments where I was like eh but let's, let's just face it, you know, the offensive line, they got their butts kicked in this game. They weren't able to kind of open up space for Najee Harris. Uh, they, uh, they got Kenny Pickett hurt with the pressure that they allowed. Uh, and then Mr. Trubisky, you know, you know, throwing three interceptions. And, you know, even on the Deontay Johnson one, he admitted after the game, I stared him down. I didn't look off the safety. And then later in the game when he got him that deep ball to Deontay Johnson, he did look off the safety. And so I think a lot of this is, you know, we, there, there's potential in this game plan. They just didn't have, they haven't had consistent performances from their guys on the field. Hmm. Well said. Well, and I like the fact that you said that uh, you were assuming because. Right. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not putting I, no, 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 no words in no, nobody's mouth. No, because you know what happens when you assume. I do. You uh, get it right, baby. You get it right. Yeah. So shut up. <laughs> That's how we like to say it over here, baby. We assume all the time, and we get that's it a, right. That's a Steelers blitzism that's, that's right there, okay. CC, that he set you up with. That's a that's a classic Motsi line. Well, you know what happens when you assume? Get it right. You get it right. Absolutely. <laughs> Chris, you mentioned Kenny Pickett there and his exodus of the game. That's the one thing that gives me real pause over these last four games here. Like, these last four games were always going to matter because you have a rookie quarterback that you're trying to develop in every series, every snap, every game matters. Those those reps are important. I'm hopeful that he's, you know, I don't know if we'll get an update from Mike Tomlin tomorrow because since Kenny is just in protocol and not officially listed with a concussion, Mike Tomlin doesn't have to, uh, you know, within the NFL rules, address that or give an update tomorrow until he comes out of protocol. Right. But, Chris, that's that's where I – that's really the biggest thing that gives me – you know, the Debbie Downer feeling today is, regardless of the record, the last four games mattered for Kenny Pickett, but where does that go Mm -hmm. if Kenny Pickett doesn't play in some of these last four games? You know, I think it's time to play a lot lot of these younger guys that you've been waiting to see, you know? Um, 
let's see some more Isaiah Loudermilk. Let's see some more DeMarvin Leal. Let's see some of these guys that, you know, you want to see how they move, how they play moving forward and see if these guys build on something, you know. And also, you know, you're, you're looking to see which guys are going to stick around. We've talked about this before, but which guys are showing commitment right now? Which guys aren't giving up on, on, on the season or on themselves or on their teammates just because, you know, the, the playoffs are pretty much out of reach at this point? That's where you start to find your guys in the future. That's when, when you do assemble the roster and you have, you, have the, you have the assets, you have things going on your side and the momentum and, you know, you've completed the rebuild, you know more – you have more assets on your side because you have you kept guys for when things were down and tough, they stuck with you. And you know that when things are good, they're still going to be with you because they stuck with you through those tough times. So I think that's what you're looking for is a lot of these young guys. You know, how does George Pickens take – take on during these, these times, Pat Fryermuth, Najee Harris, um, even guys, Kevin Dotson and Dan Moore, you know, you know, guys, how do you guys show up for meetings? Are they still showing up early? Are they doing the extra workouts? Are they, are they taking the extra mile to, to be part of that process to just put together a good week of practice to lead to a good game of football on Sundays? If, if, if you find some guys like that, that's what you're looking for. I think especially on the defensive side of the ball, you know, with guys like Leal and Loudermilk up front, you need defensive linemen. You just you, you need to go and get guys next year. You know, you might want to keep you might be able to keep Larry Ogunjobi if you want, uh, but you need you know some young blood, some new guys to come up in here and make some changes. And you got to send the message. You know, Leal Leal's going to have time. He's a rookie. Uh, he's third round pick. You're going to you're going to he has three more years to figure things out. Um, but guys like Loudermilk, I know he's just in his second year, but you're like, hey, buddy. You know, we're going to be bringing in some, some, some dogs up in here. If you want to show that you're ready to be part of the, that, that, that change, you better show up in these last few weeks, these last month here. So, uh, so I, I think that's what you're looking for. Find those guys, the guys that stick with you in the tough times, that you're, when you're ready to get to the good times, they're still with you, and you know that they've been to the wars. I like that, but at the same time, isn't there going to be a little bit difficult, though, when you're talking about playing that fine line of getting some of these younger guys opportunities exposure more playing time but at the same time going forward with this mentality that we're still competing for right now we're still trying to win right now how do you tell that line if you're you know if this is you in this building man who are you specifically looking at and saying that hey you know what i'm gonna make this switch right here but yet, I want the rest of you guys to still take it as we're still trying to compete. Because depending on who you're pulling out of this lineup, that could send a message where it's like, hey, guys, with this year, it doesn't matter anymore because we've already essentially punted on that with this move right here. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I think the, like, the biggest switch that's obvious is kind of Tyson on Lulu. You know, and no disrespect to Tyson, he's done a lot of really good things for the Steelers. But, I mean, you could just tell this was the year maybe he shouldn't have come back because of his injuries um, and that, you know, when he's been on the field, he's kind of been the person that the offensive yeah. lines have been able to pick on more, more often than others. And I think that's a spot where you can say, you know what, Loudermilk, you know, normally we throw Tyson out there right away. We're going to give you the shot here a, little, a few more times. And, because again, we're not, we're, I'm not saying start these guys over, you know, Cam Hayward and, and Larry Ogunjobi. I'm not saying something like that. But, you know, bump them up into the secondary rotation. You know, give them some more time. And some of it might naturally happen because Chris Romley had a knee injury. We don't mm-hmm. know. How no, very true. Very true. So, like, I, I think you're going to see things like that. You know, maybe you sit there and you say, you know what, Kevin Dotson, you and uh, Mason Cole, you know, you guys give up a guy an A-gap that got Kenny Hurt. 
you know, maybe Kendrick Green gets gets a snap or two. Just get 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 some sort of fix in there. Say like, hey, we're gonna start shaking things up uh, to get things. I think another guy, and I brought this up with Ray Fittipaldo on the North Shore Drive podcast from Pittsburgh Post Gazette today. Um, but uh, you know, William Jackson the third, is he healthy? Is he gonna be healthy? Get him out there. You know, say like, you know, what? we're gonna give this guy a shot. You you, you know that James Pierre is a dogged guy that's going to stick to it. Uh, he, he's a guy that's always going to fight through. So you know, let's see what he, what he has. You know, I, I think there's a bunch of guys that you can kind of look around and say, you know, all right, who are we taking with us next year when we re-up and we go get some guys in free agency and the NFL draft? Who's coming with me, man? Who's coming with me, man? Well, who's Kawi we taking? <laughs> who's Kawi we taking? Who's Kawi taking? Chris Carter, great stuff from him as always. It's uh, one of our favorite segments we do every single week when CC joins us on Mondays. Make sure you're getting all his Steelers thoughts locked on Steelers podcast. Also checking out his work uh, in the PG, WPXI, hearing him here on SNR all the time. Buddy, we know you got a bunch going on. We are appreciative of your time as always. Thank you, and we will talk soon. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, you text moats about draft picks anymore. <laughs> You're getting shattered, man, from SNR. Hey, man, you know we had to I work told, together. Like that was. Beautiful. I want no. That was. That's a good. That's a really good. That's a. That's a really good crank. I mean, I will say it would be funnier if you know you didn't make a thirteen nine joke on my behalf every single week. But I will say this. I told this because Chris made one yesterday at the game, Motsy. Yeah. He did it at uh, your place of employment, so too? Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I, should, I should go to HR. I should you go to HR. I should have gone to HR. Should've should've yeah, HR, gone to HR. <laughs> I will tell the audience in this to Chris, too, uh, which I told him yesterday while we were both getting Pepsis from the uh, from the fountain system there at the lovely Steelers, Steelers cafeteria. One day, the Steelers are going to lose a football game, an important football game, a heartbreaking football game by the final score of 13-9, to and I will direct all angry tweets to at Carter Critiques. <laughs> He also said someday that the Pirates will lose an important baseball That's game. True. He was like, Pirates, important baseball? Next. And then I, I walked out. I was like, the Pirates are going to lose a Game 7 NLCS 13-9. It's going to be all your fault. Yeah, who am I kidding? Pirates NLCS. <laughs> we know a, that ain't that's happening. That's a good joke right we there. We know that ain't happening. CC, thanks, buddy. Seriously, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, fellas. There he goes. Mama. Got a little CC, man. Always love over there. Uh, you, you, you sandbagger, Arthur Motes. <laughs> Look. No, that was a good one. When I saw the phone go off, I'm like, yo, why Chris text me? I just like we were just talking to him. Like, I know that's a good, good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and then I look, I was like, oh, I love it. That's a good one. This is the perfect energy for today. It is. Let's not wait. Let's get right into it. Let's that's get right you know, into it, man. Yeah, perfect energy for today. It perfect you, energy. It gave you a good laugh for too, every man. day. See, you needed that, man. We all oh, had yeah, a, we listen. had a nice laugh. Not just you. It used to cut. It used to cut. It used to cut me deep to the core. But when you hear the same joke every week for 15 years now, you just become numb to it, huh? Yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? Like in the words of Tony Soprano, what are you gonna do? All I know is for me, man. People could call me short, and I'll be like, "Yeah, it still make me hot." Yeah. So I'm mean, 13 and nine. It's like, what are we gonna do? I mean, at this point, dang. You know, the loss in September is more annoying than that. Yeah. But it wasn't 13 and nine, though. No, it wasn't. No one's even remember the score. Thirty-eight to thirty-one. I remember the score, but it don't hit the same like thirty-nine. Like that's the part I think it, it is a it's a weird final it's, score. It's it is super weird, but man. it's also too like it, it. And other than football, it happens often. Yeah, basketball and yeah. volleyball. I mean, all you got to do is follow pit people on <laughs> on Twitter, and they you know can't contain themselves when there's a 
volleyball game that's 13 to 9 oh, in the Lord. first set. Oh, Lord. Oh, you know. What you, hey, again. What you gonna do? Tony Soprano. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? It still hurts, though, huh? Just a little bit. It hurts on December 1st every year. Okay. What happened on December 1st? I'm so. 2007, 13 9. Yeah, listen, case. I listen. I'm not. I'm not shying away from this. Okay, okay. I'm always learning. You know me. I'm, I'm, because you know, you know, I just you, try to learn as much. You know as the I can, thing man. about that, right? What's up? I've had this conversation with CC before. Too, I'm listening to have a loss that devastating that WVU suffered on December first, two thousand and seven. Yeah, you got to be with, in that position with sixteen year old Wes in attendance. Mm-hmm. You actually have to be good enough to be in that position. That definitely is a part of it. Something that Pitt has not done since what two decades before I was born. Uh-huh. Let's go to the tweets. I was about to say, yeah, don't don't ever knock a person for losing. That's like when they talk about LeBron losing the championship. I'm like, bro, you hating on a guy losing in the finals? I don't want to hit nothing. Got to be there, man. So I'm with you. How are you going to hate I'm from outside you. of the club? Exactly. Well, you can't even get in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, let's get to some of these tweets as we start oh, to wrap this thing up. It. We got a few here, so we'll move through these with some, some pace, try and get everybody in the conversation. TC tweets us. TC, what up, what's TC? up, buddy? It's been a while since we've heard from TC on the Who tweets. head? Now, this is an interesting perspective here that TC brings. Says, we lose the battle of the trenches so often because it feels like, you know, like we try and stop the run with only two down defensive linemen. When we have two down defensive linemen out there, so we've got two 300-pounders. The offensive line has five 300-pounders. Who do you think is going to win that battle? It's an interesting point by TC. It is. Yeah, and it's also one of the things that you're not going to be able to stop everything. It's five. That's a, that's a very good point, no, too. the context is it's five. 300-pound men out there on pass plays as well. The context matters. So, at times, yeah, we're going to have two or three defensive linemen down because we're playing the game of we're anticipating a pass. We're anticipating play action. We're anticipating the illusion. And we need to have more guys out there that can cover. But at times, you're going to guess wrong. At times, the team is going to break that tendency, and that is where you want your guys to stand up and say, even though this is a disadvantage, I need you to break even. And that is what Coach Tomlin has always challenged us to do here in Pittsburgh. He says, man, we're going to put you on some compromising positions. You're not – every drill is not going to be slanted towards you. Why do you think backs on backers is so important when you talk about grab grass drills and one-on-ones? Because in all of those drills where, number one, is comp- uh, competition, but the second thing is somebody has a clear-cut advantage and somebody has a clear-cut disadvantage. And the goal is to see the guy with the advantage be able to dominate. And the other goal is for the guy with the disadvantage to be able to break even or win. Because that's how it has to be at this level. It's not always going to be everything favorable. Hey, man, we got the the, the climate control. We got your lemonade and your sunscreen, the, the, the SP50. You know, everything good for you. No, I didn't like that on Sundays, man. Sometimes you're going to be over here and it's like, bro, I got three 300-pounders coming at me and it's just me by myself. What am I going to do? Make a pile. Make a pile. What does make a pile mean? Blow it up is the best way you can to hope you trip one on the way out. It's that simple sometimes. But that's the game. Like, it's not always going to be everything equal, everything perfect. Sure. Sometimes you're going to get caught in a bad situation, and that's where you have to have the guys that can step up and do a little bit more, or you just try to figure out a way to get out that down and rely more so on the consistency yeah. of yeah. four quarters versus a play here or there. So – that's, you know, just the context with that. But I do get why you would say that. Particularly in those end-of-game yeah, situations. I can definitely understand yeah. it, man. Yeah. Um, particularly, like, in those, you know, again, those end-of-game situations, those yeah. obvious run situations. I, I completely, yeah. Listen, you got sometimes you got to get some hogs out there. 
some holes. Because you know how it goes. I mean, you go out there, you put all your, every big person in the room out there, and they hit you with a play action. Now we over here complaining about, man, why ain't we had nobody in coverage? Sure, sure. And again, situationally, hey, maybe you should have begged Baltimore to do that, right? Maybe yeah. you should have made you know begged them to put the ball in Anthony Brown's hands. But and- clearly, they showed they weren't afraid when they first. Play that That's he came a good in. Point too. They it threw was the ball. Ba- no, no, no. Where was it at? On their shadow of their own, what one yard line, two With yard line. Us blitzing. So that lets you know right then and there they don't care what type of time you thought this deal was going to be on. They were going to do what they felt they could do. So yeah, we could challenge them if we wanted to. But when they're going to throw the first play that the third string quarterback comes in, mm-hmm. and it's a play action pass at that where he's turning his back to it. Come on, bro. Yeah. That's letting you know they are not scared. They are not feeling any type of way about what you got over here. They feel confident what they're going to do, and they executed it. Some might say <laughs> they weren't out there living in their fears. <laughs> not at all. I'm like when I saw, I was like, bro, this is from the two backed the up two. I was like, and not just drop back. I said, bro, you went in the play in the closed action. end zone with all the crazies said, down there going you wild. Went, you went play action. I was like, to go play action there, but you going to turn your back to this thing? Oh, you a psycho. That takes. <laughs> Intestinal that's, fortitude. That's some gravitas. Some gravitas. Holy smokes. Rod Dallas says, point blank period. We had no answer for Patrick Ricard. You can say that again. Cool. Now, I like we got a couple here. I I, I like the um the overarching of these these couple tweets here. Steal a rocker, our buddy Jay. In New Ham says Did I do it right? Did I do it? Did I was trying to get my touch on. If anyone saw this year as anything other than a reloading year, I think they were a little blinded by their black and gold glasses. Some of us saw last year as the start of the rebuild, reload. I have to say, though, that loss was painful. Could have easily won that mm-hmm. game. Harsh. Uh, I'm 100%. Very painful. And Brian, yes. Brian kind of says the same thing. He says, listen, this is a rebuild season. Everyone needs to relax. We need to have more wins in the offseason. It usually takes franchises years to rebuild after a franchise quarterback has left. We will be okay. We have made this bed. Now we just need to lay in it for a little bit. And we're going to lay in it and be just fine. And that's the same. But we're again, not going wallowing in it. That's we're not the same conversation it, I had with Wolf this morning when he was talking about how it feels like he's given a eulogy today. Like, we're, the other side of this, too, and again, like 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 Jay said, it's painful. We're all for, like, I'm not asking anybody to sit there yesterday and go, ah, well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, we're going to win a Super Bowl this year, anyways. But sometimes in the bigger picture, you know, like I was having, again, having this conversation with Wolf this morning, like I look at it and say, we've been fortunate that we haven't had this more often. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean,. This is going to be the man. There's people that have this. Why they have their Hall of Fame quarterback? This is going. This is going to be uh, the first time in a long time that you know that you probably get to Christmas and can say the Steelers aren't really playing meaningful football. And we'll see. You get a win in Carolina next week. Maybe a couple things go your way so in terms of the again, other teams. But you just broke all that down. But then you just said it on the other right. side. You talking to both sides of your neck in the same sense. <laughs> you sort of mean like. It's like we don't know if we want to really commit we to it or Houston not. Houston Texans. But this is why, how many times have you heard me say the same thing, whether it was in training camp, whether it was the first two games, whether it was leading up into the bye, whether it was post-bye. What do I always say? Decide once. Decide once. And then we also say what? You can't allow the week-to-week to dictate what? How invested you are right. or your preparation. Right. So we doing that, so to speak, while whether we talking. You're, whether you're 2-8 and eight or 8-2. and two. When you go out there to play, your mindset is what? Winning. Period. Now, when we look at the end of this thing, that's when we talk accolades. Man, how many wins did you get? Sure. Did you go and win a championship? Did you win the division? 
But that's down the line. That's at the end when we look up and we pick our head up out the ground and say, all right, we're done working now. What do we accomplish? But while you're in it, man, you can't be half foot in, half foot out. Hey, I'm really into the season right now because it's working well for us and I'm hot right now. Oh, we dropped a little sneaker to the Ravens. Oh, now I'm definitely moving on, man. But, oh, we beat Carolina. All right, I'm back on the fence. Like, nah. Can't do that. Can't do that. But. We don't expect everybody to be like that. And everybody has to be like that either. That's, that's more so the player side. Sure, sure. That's sure. definitely player that's side. That's part of what makes fans Absolutely. great, the passion, Absolutely. the fire. And the, that's yeah. the beautiful dynamic of this. Most of the time it's irrational. Absolutely. And that's okay. You come to my house on yes. a Saturday. Yes, When that ball goes in the air for the old golden blue, you want to see irrational, you'll Talk see irrational. Come on, man. That's not supposed to be. That's the passion. First quarter, I'm ready to burn down the program. Hey, now. Fourth quarter, well, I'm still ready to burn down the program. <laughs> I was going to say, and, I didn't know where you was going with that one. <laughs> Andy tweets us. <laughs> Two more here quickly. Andy tweets us and says, prior to this season's start, I thought we would be in the 7-8-9 win range and about 500 in our division. It's a growing year. I expect inconsistencies. I look for the nonlinear progression and enjoy the games for what they are. We ride. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us, well, not the majority, but I do feel like it was a good amount of people that did yeah, have them yeah. in that same range. And you can still, again, you too, can still be in that you range. can still be upset yeah. or excited on a week-to-week basis, but have, but that, have that in, in the bigger, Absolutely. in the macro. Absolutely. Yeah. Last word goes to Katie. What up, Katie? Frustrating that the highest-paid defense in the NFL can't stop the run. Does it have anything uh-huh. to do with the scheme? Even when everyone knows they are running it, we still couldn't stop it. Frustrating. Um, Two things. That last drive... That was just, I thought that Baltimore said, man, we're bigger and badder than you, and there's nothing you could do about it, and they walked the walk and talked the talk. The other explosive runs that you saw from J.K. Dobbins, from Gus Edwards, that was us being not fundamentally sound in the sense of a player, D. Lyman, unfortunately, there was a couple of them on these plays, whereas literally that's their gap, and all they have to do is sit in the gap or even fall in the gap. And it wasn't like they got blocked out of the gap. It was literally them either spinning out of the gap, them either just peeking their head out of the gap. (laughs) I don't know why they were doing it. Like I said, one, I blame on youth because it's a young player. And with young players, you get that. But the other guys, it was kind of like, all right, y'all aren't young players. Why are you guys doing this? But that was what was taking place on the mother runs from what I watched when I went back and watched it on tape. So, that's not scheme to me. That's more personnel related. But the optimistic or the positive at the end of it is it wasn't like they were getting moved out of those gaps on those type of plays. Would Baltimore still have had a good rushing day? Sure. Yes. But it wouldn't have been 200 plus on the ground. It would have looked maybe more like Atlanta or like Indianapolis where you're like, okay, they had some runs. They had some moments. But as a whole, man, it didn't kill us. That's what it would have been yesterday if they just do that on four plays. But because they don't do that, one, it puts them on the two-yard line. The other two, it puts them in scoring position. Yeah. And they hit the field goals. It was like the worst moments, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. I did it. I'm sad. I'm going to go cry. If you didn't, I mean. I'm going to go cry in the car. Right. How about that? Listen. I'm going to go cry in the car. I don't oh, care what oh, you say. Cry, well, I don't care what oh, no, he crying Y'all can tweet what y'all want to. I'm going to go cry in the car. Yep, oh, he sure cry, am. Oh, he crying I'm going to cry, cry. Ugly cry. Boo-hoo. Wah, wah. <sighs> whether you loved it, whether you hated it, like Barney once said, I love you, you love me, we're a happy family. And we'll be back to break it all down for you guys again. So you're going to sing about a purple person.
when we just lost to the Purple Ops. Wow, that's crazy. I can't believe it. Did you it. just assume Barney's color? No, that is his color. You know why I know it's his color? Because he says he wears purple. That's, I'm just that's what he said out of his mouth. Yeah, you're right. That's how, that's how, is he a horse? That's not the dinosaur's mouth. A horse? He's not a horse. He's is a he, dinosaur. Is he a horse? That's not, that's not the gotta, dinosaur's we gotta, mouth. We got to wrap this up. <laughs> that's not the dinosaur's mouth. How about that? I was just not the horse's mouth. This is dinosaur. It's not the dinosaur's mouth. All right. Horses and dinosaurs, they do kind of look never a lot seen, alike. I ain't, that one does, technically. He got the long tail and the big head. I ain't seen no purple dinosaur. Hey, big head. That's all I'm saying. I watched the land before time. Littlefoot was not purple. Did you watch the land before time five, six, seven, and eight, though? They weren't purple. <laughs> No show tomorrow. They could purple. I don't know. As it will be the, the Mike Tallinn press conference. They were Ravens purple. How about that? Again, the, the intriguing angle to tomorrow's Coach T presser is as long as Kenny is still technically in protocol, he does not legally have to give an update by the NFL's laws. We'll see how that all plays out. We'll see if we get any clarity on the quarterback situation. And obviously, when we're back on Wednesday, we'll give final thoughts. We'll start to turn the page to Carolina, as it will be a Moats host Wednesday. Thanks to our buddy Chris Carter for joining us, as he does on Mondays. And as always, we love you guys on the tweets. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Agree with us, disagree with us, somewhere in between. Happy tweet, hate tweet. We still appreciate him, and thank you guys for uh, for being such a big part of what we do. I don't appreciate hate tweets. I was just going to throw that out there. I don't want to hate tweets. Well, in I, the context, I of, like context tweets. I like passion tweets. Don't don't give me no hate tweet. Don't be like yo, most I hate you. You you you. Like, don't don't you do that now. Don't don't look clip on me. I I. Uh, uh. That's a good point. I was I figured I'd say why I had a chance. That's a good point. I don't, you know you want to speak up for yourself, man. Yeah, if y'all want to direct hate tweets is, to West, maybe is, West will hate tweets. It want is Grinch sweet season. I don't want hate. Hate, tweets. hate, hate. I, was, I don't want no hate. Double hate. I want love. Triple hate. Okay. Lonely and tired. What L could I say? I need love. <laughs> I, I need love. <laughs> and certainly. Don't, last don't send no hate my way. Last but not least, a shout out to the best co-host <laughs> in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes the third. But, but, who, me? Talk to you guys on Wednesday. As always, you know where to find us. It's high noon on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Stella's Nation Radio. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.